Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they strip themselves their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is, and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations, with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. with Alex Okurji and yes my name is Alex and I am broadcasting live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria in the heart of Africa. Yay! So what's going on people? Yeah, you know, first of all, happy Good Friday everyone. Um, uh, yeah, what are, you know, what are your plans for the holiday? What's happening? It's the celebration and all. Um, well, uh, first of all, I'm wishing you, we all here are wishing you a happy uh Good Friday and a happy Easter in advance, and I hope that it's all looking great from where you are. Um, and I am very excited to be here uh, to hang out with you guys again. Well, you know how it is. First of all, uh, the Naked Talk is the hub for real, authentic conversations about real-life experiences with some of the most amazing guests from around the world. And yes, uh, you know, I'm always excited when I'm here. Um, on Talk Wednesday, I had a very special guest, uh, country singer and songwriter Madeline Victoria, and she joined me live all the way from Texas in the U.S., and it was great to have such a great conversation about her journey uh, from, you know, country girl to starlet and just 
basically how she's been working up the success ladder. And she was able to share, you know, just uh, all of the things that she's passionate about, including her um, songwriting and as well as giving back to uh, the society and, you know, just the amazing charity work that she's using her music to do. And just all the amazing stuff that's happening. And, yes, we did premiere her song here, um, He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor on the show and, you know, another song as well. And it was a really great conversation. And that's one of the most amazing things about this show is that uh, it's not just, you know, it's not just uh, uh, an interview. It is a conversation. And, of course, with conversations come views, opinions, thoughts, perspectives, and, uh, Yes, and you know conversations are really deep, and not one you know no two conversations are ever the same. They're always, always, always fresh and always different, and that's uh, what makes this really, really exciting. First of all, I also need to say thank you so much to all your amazing talk bugs. I mean, you all send me emails and messages and all of your contributions and your uh, views and your feedback, and it's so amazing how much. Um, a lot of you say that this show is doing so much for you. So thank you so much for always wanting to send your contributions and suggestions and all of that. And um, I get the emails. I try to respond as much as I can. I don't always uh, – I can't respond to everyone, but uh, I wanted to let you know that I get them, I appreciate it, and I love you. So keep it coming, and, you know, you never really know. I might just be, you know, connecting with you. So, uh, yes, uh, it's been a really interesting um week so far. Um, yes, you know, talking to Madeline Victoria, and I cannot wait to speak to my very special guest today on the show, and he's right here in the studio, and we'll be chatting with him very soon. Now, if you missed the conversation on Talk Wednesday with Madeline Victoria, don't forget that you can catch all of our archive shows uh, right here at the radio channel. It's available 24-7, so yes, you have no reason whatsoever to miss any of our conversations. And yes, we're syndicating all over your internet. Yes, so we're all we're practically on all your favorite internet radio platforms. So yes, you can catch the Naked Talk with Alex Kroji on Stitcher. Yes, we're syndicating on Stitcher. We're also on iTunes. And yes, we're on TuneIn Radio. Oh, and let's not forget, we're also on Player FM right now. And we're on pod- Podcast Pedia. So we're all over your internet. So you have no reason whatsoever to miss any of our conversations, great. Now, if you would like to be a sponsor, uh, a sponsor an episode of The Naked Talk, don't forget that you can send us an email. Uh, just send an email to thenakedtalk at gmail.com, and, of course, we'll get talking. Or if you'd like to become one of our very special VIP patrons, then, yes, you can become, and there we've got great, amazing rewards for all our VIP star patrons. So, yes, you can go to my official website at www.alexsecurity.me and click on Patreon. Find out what it takes to become a Patreon, a patron on Patreon, and, uh, yes, and, and some of our amazing rewards. Now, guys, uh, what's happening? Yeah, you know, I have some, you know, I have really great stuff to share with you guys later on, uh, but it's about this community, the Alex, uh, Alex's Blog community, ABC, and how that is going to become uh, a whole lot more and, you know, the New York Academy and everything else, and we'll talk about that uh, sometime on the show. But uh, just before we get into today's conversation, uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Xeno Online Store. Now, Xeno Online Store is all about the best homemade products made right here in Nigeria. And if you want the best quality clothes, accessories, uh, um, appliances, everything that's homemade, totally homemade, top quality, homemade, African-made 
uh, right here in Nigeria. Just go to Zeno Online Stores, and Zeno Online Stores is uh, at www.zeno.com.ng. Uh, let's not forget Zeno. Zeno is Z double I N O. And yes, also our friends at Evolution Magazine. Now we all know that Evolution Magazine is all about bringing to you the hair side of life and giving your hair a voice. And you can find them at www.evolutionmagazine.com. And let's not forget our amazing friends at QTB Entertainment and Events. Now, QTB is all about the best in A-class quality entertainment and events production. And you can find them at www.qtbevents.com. And I feel like this show wouldn't be anything, you know, much more without, you know, give a little shout-out to our friends at, uh, at, the reporters, at the Reporters Inc., yes. Um, they're doing for the amazing work that they're doing, raising their voices for those who have been wrongly convicted with a, a really awesome documentary that they're putting together. And so, yes, I'd like to say, you know, just a great job. Well done to Max Saxon, mayor of the reporters.org. Uh, and, of course, the director of the documentary, uh, Osaka Kurua, who's doing a fantastic job putting together all of this materials uh, for the documentary uh, called The Innocent Convict. And The Innocent Convict really is just telling the story of some of these uh, people who have been wrongly convicted and are paying, for, uh, paying doing time for crimes that they haven't committed and how this not only affects them personally, but how it also, you know, influences their family and their community and what's happening. And so to have some of these amazing people stand up and raise their voices for people who don't have a voice, I think it's so amazing. So well done to, uh, you know, well done to the team, well done to everyone at, at the reporters.org. And of course, if you want to find out more about the innocent convict, then head on to the website and go to www.thereporters.org. So yes, uh, today on the show, what are we talking about? We're definitely going to be talking about transforming, transforming mental health stigma to strength with my very special guest, Mike Venny. And, uh, you know, just before we sort of talk about uh, that and get my very uh, special guest uh, onto the show. Now, we all know that um, stigma is really the result of uh, a failure to understand behavior appearance or communication in a way that causes prejudice or stereotyping due to someone perceived as not being normal, right? Now, most people have an idea of what is considered normal. Now, the concept of normalcy is based on quite a number of things within our minds and personalities that sort of formulates um, a certain expectation of how people are expected to behave in any given situation. Now, stigma against mental illness has uh, a long pervasive past in our society and uh, should I, yeah, you know, in our society and uh, around the world, really. Now, um, every day, those with mental illness and, you know, mental health challenges face a certain stigma that brings shame and silences them till they sort of self-destruct. Now, uh, after, you know, suffering uh from a very devastating mental illness, uh, health breakdown, sorry, in, in August uh, of 2011, my very special guest uh, today on the show made a decision to use his uh, speaking and drumming skills to sort of serve others. And as a person who sort of deals with uh, some of those challenges every day, he is committed to transforming the stigma around mental health issues. Now, I'm very excited to have my guest who's joining me live all the way from New York in the U.S., um, 
He's um, an international mental health stigma expert. He's a keynote speaker, a professional drummer, and is also the founder of TransformingStigma.com. And I'm very excited to have with me live all the way from New York, uh, my very special guest, Mike Fenny. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hello, and thank you for having me on the show, Alex, and hello to all your listeners out there. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm very excited to have you here on the show. And I've been looking forward to just, you know, talking to you about uh, And we're having such a really, really, really important uh, conversation today. And um, I couldn't wait to talk to you, and I'm so excited to have you here. So, first of all, welcome, and thank you for joining us live all the way here in Nigeria, in Africa. That's yeah. great, right? Um, I wish I wish I was there actually, and and you know part of me hears you talking about all the stuff going on in Nigeria that you're talking about, and I'm thinking I'm mm-hmm. here in New York. Why didn't we make this so I could be there and, and and talk with you in person? But that'll be for for hopefully something in the future for you and me. Exactly, I would love for that to happen. But you know, let's consider this is still live anyway. So, um, but I would love to have you in person, of course, and we can arrange that. I'm sure we can work something out in the future. But you know, it's still great to have you join us live because there are people who are listening all over Nigeria um, and in Africa, and of course, around the world as well, because this is also you know live on the internet. So it's great to have you here, and it's great to be having such a real important conversation with you. But just before we get into the conversation today, though, let me ask it. I have a little tradition of the show. I always like to take my listeners on a journey just to know, you know, where my you know, guests are coming from and what it's like where they are right now. So, you know, just just a little bit. What is the weather like right now in New York? How is it like? Well, well it's springtime here and the weather is it's, it's pretty nice. I mean, I still maybe need to wear a jacket or a sweatshirt, but overall it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And we are hopefully done with the snow. We've been having some snow problems here, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's done, uh-huh. so I'm excited for the spring and the summer. Oh, great. Great to know. Um, funny enough, I just spoke with my sister, like, a, I think an hour or two hours ago, and I have my family in New York, so I pretty much know um, two of my sisters are in New York. My family's in New York. I do have another sister in Maryland. Uh, but my younger sister is feeling a little ill. She's feeling, I think she has a cold or something. So, um, yeah. So, but, you know, it's great to know that the weather is getting better. And, you know, it, this is the beginning, the beginning of, of spring. Uh, so, yeah, you know, great, great to know that. Now, I know that, um, um, you know, um, you have, again, for those who know you very well and who worked closely with you, they know who you are. They know what you do and, you know, how you've gotten to where you are right now. But, you know, for the sake of those who are listening and who are coming across you for the first time, you know, and and the work that you do, the amazing work that you do, um, how would you describe yourself? Who would you really say that Mike Benny really is? Well, that's that's a really tough question. You know, I I always have (laughs) difficulty describing who I am. But for those of you that are Mm -hmm. new and never have heard of me, and we're just getting to meet each other mm-hmm. today. I do two things. Mm-hmm. I'm a drummer, uh, so I'm a musician, okay. and I also mm-hmm. am a speaker and advocate for people with mental health issues. And I mm-hmm. try to share ideas with other people that will help them, um, especially if they're mm-hmm. struggling with mental health challenges or if they have someone in their family who mm-hmm. is. And I really just try to give people hope. That that's That's what I do. 
and and we all need hope, don't we? I mean, what is what is it like living a life if we don't have hope? So it's great that you do all of these amazing things. You're a great musician, and of course, uh, you're helping people, giving hope to those who um, who are dealing with mental um, health issues. Uh, great. But now let let's talk a little bit about your own journey and how you yeah. started advocating. You know, and how you started well, advocating. I know that you have a really Hello, can yeah, you hear me? I, I, oh, yeah, no, I can hear. Sorry about that. I think you went out for a second there. But um, I struggle – I have struggled my entire life with, with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. obsessive-compulsive disorder, mm-hmm. and who, who, who knows what else mm-hmm. that they haven't figured out yet. And for me, it was <laughs> tough as a child because when you're mm-hmm. a child and you have mental health issues, sometimes the way you express that is through bad behavior. So I was – known as mm-hmm. a very poorly behaved child, and it got me expelled mm-hmm. from th- th- three schools. They kicked me out of three schools. They uh, had mm-hmm. to put me in a men- mental hospital three times, and I was so depressed wow. that I actually tried to take my own life and die by suicide at age 10 because I was so depressed. And so I've really had to struggle my entire life with emotional pain, and, and, and confusion in my thoughts. And it's made it very difficult to have relationships. And that's where the stigma comes in because if you and I mm-hmm. became friends, which, which I could totally see you and me being friends, um, I would mm-hmm. have to worry what's going to happen when Alex finds out about my issues. She's not going to want to talk to me anymore. And I know that there are a lot of people mm-hmm. out there listening who are struggling with similar mm-hmm. things who have to keep it hidden because they don't want others to find out because we live in a world that judges people about that kind of stuff. So that's pretty much my story. And now one of the ways that I have worked on self-care and taking care of me, I I go to therapy, I go to the gym, I meditate, and I have good friends that I I get to hang out with and get good food with. That's very important. Mm -hmm. But in addition, by, Mm -hmm. by telling my story to other people, that has really Mm -hmm. helped me and helped others. Well, well, very interesting. You did say something that totally resonated with me, and that is the fact that, you know, building relationships and having friendships can be really difficult because, again, you're worried that, you know, can I be my true self with this person? What's going to happen if this person discovers that I have this sort of challenges and how they're going to behave? Are they going to walk out of me or not want to be sitting around me? Or And that makes a lot of sense, and I would say this because I do have a, a relative who we sort of discovered very recently that had some, you know, um, is dealing with mental um, mental health challenges, you know, herself. And I remember, you know, another relative, a cousin of mine, who was so totally like, you know, uh, you know, we shouldn't let anybody know this. We, we have to lock her up somewhere, or you know, and 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 I, I thought that was really ridiculous. Like, why would you want to do that? So again, like you said, we live in a society where people are constantly judging people for how they behave or how they look or how they sound or you know what they do. So I can totally resonate with that and understand that. But um, you know, talking about um, some of those things now and growing, yes, you know, growing up, you did have a really challenging childhood and dealing with all of your um, all of the issues. Now, at what point did you first discover? I mean, at what point did you decide really that? Um, you can sort of take control or be in control, if not, you know, or be, um, for lack of a better word, right, be in control of your, um, 
of your health, you know, of your mental health issue? At what point did you decide, like, you know what, I'm not going to let this take me down. I'm going to be in control or at least seem like I'm in control of this at what point? Well, that, that, that's a great, great question. And I totally appreciate you saying that because in so many ways I'm still working to be in control of it. I don't think I am. I think mm-hmm. I've gotten better, um, but I don't think I am. But mm-hmm. what happened is in 2011, I really had a series of bad mental health breakdowns and I started mm-hmm. to become suicidal and uh, my anxiety mm-hmm. and my anger were off the charts, Alex. It was, it was bad. And, and, and I, I basically realized at that point, if I don't do something different, if I don't look at this differently, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to end up taking my own life because I'm so so depressed and, and so angry, or I'm going to end up in, in, in prison for a crime. So I knew that it was really mm-hmm. important for me um, to do something. So I made a decision at that point for the rest of my life that I was going to start working with a mental health professional, a therapist or counselor mm-hmm. um, as much as I can, even even if my mental health seems okay because I need someone to mm-hmm. be there to support me and guide me through through mm-hmm. working through these issues. They're a part of who I am. And I also decided at that point that worse than having the issues was knowing that you have the issues, the label that you give yourself. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, uh, who okay, actually exactly. he's got a lot of mental health issues too, he said the, the worst thing about being mentally ill is being told that you're mentally ill. It's like the hardest part about it mm-hmm. because nobody wants that label. And so – I really had to embrace it and decide that not only was mm-hmm. I going to start helping myself, but I was going to start talking about it if I wanted to save my life and live a good life. Mm, amazing. And, you know, I'm all about expressing that. And I think that, you know, what you just said is so true. I mean, if you're going to take control of it, then you kind of want to be honest about uh, your own challenges and telling yourself the truth and just – Seek, you know, I, I think talking or expressing yourself or just talking about it uh, is the first step. But um, you know what, Mike, uh, how about we take, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just stay there. We'll be back. You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji from Timid Girl to Confident Woman. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you cuss, but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match.
Okay, guys, we're back, and if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and yes, I'm broadcasting live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa, and yes, my name is still Alex Okorji, now that hasn't changed. Well, guys, well, you're listening to the best in authentic conversations with my very special guest, and uh, just before I went um, on that commercial break, I was talking to my guest, uh, who's joining me live all the way from New York in the U.S., uh, and uh, it's nice to have uh, Mike Venny, who is uh, an international mental health stigma expert and a keynote speaker and he's also a musician a professional drummer and it's great to have him here uh just basically share his experience and his thoughts and just you know the ways that we can actually help to transform a mental health uh stigma and turn that into strength and just when went on that commercial break he was he did share with us uh what his uh, childhood was like when, you know, gr- what growing up really was like uh, dealing with mental health challenges and uh, just um, how he's been trying to hold up and at what point he finally decided to take control and be in control of that. And uh, if you guys are just joining us and you want to be part of this conversation, don't forget that this is interactive. So, yes, if you have a question you want to ask me or you want to ask Mike Benny or something you want to contribute, perhaps you're dealing with mental health challenges in your family or you know someone who's dealing with this, and you have something you want to say, don't forget that you can call into the show. Well, the number to call is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. If you're calling from outside the U.S., plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. If you're calling from within the U.S., make sure to dial as a local number. So dial two one five three eight three three seven six six, and don't forget to use your hand raising effect. Please press one. So we know that you want to speak, and we can get you into the show. Um, I do see people dialed into the show, but if you don't press one, then we think you're just listening. So you have to use your hand raising effect. Make sure to press one, and we'll get you into the show. Or if you would like to leave a message in the in the live in studio chat room, you can leave a message, and it will be read here on the show. If you've got questions for Mike or for me. Um, you can leave them in the chat room, and they'll be read on the show. Or you can also send me a, uh, a WhatsApp message. Or you can tweet at Alex Okurji and hashtag the Naked Talk. And, of course, your contributions will be read right here on the show. Well, uh, it's, you know, it's great to be back, and I'd like to uh, connect back with uh, with Mike. Well, hi, Mike. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. Well, th- thank you for having me. And, yes, I-, I wanted to encourage anyone that's listening Questions are really mm-hmm. important because I know that there's someone out there with them, and it's hard for people to ask questions. And if you do mm-hmm. uh, call in or, or leave a message, we we won't, we don't have to say your name either if you don't want that. We can just mm-hmm. say a person called in with a question. But yes, back back to you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and that is great. You know, it's great that you said that because again, we're talking about a very sensitive. Uh, subject, right? So a lot of people might not want to call in and say, and there are people down into the show list, and I can see that. So um, if they, you know, <laughs> if they have uh, contributions, if they have a question, again, you can be anonymous, right? You can be anonymous, so you can contribute to the conversation or ask my questions, and of course, we'll be, you know, we'll chat about it. But uh, just before we went on that commercial break, I mean, you were sharing with me um, just how um, at, you know, you're uh, the, the you know basically the experience that kind of birthed the kind of back if there either if there's a statement like that, um, you just having to go through what you went through in 2011, that sort of make you um, made you become proactive, right? And you decided to just kind of take be your own uh, hero, right? And just be yeah. in control, or at least seemingly be in control of you know your issues of, you know, of your health, your mental health. 
and um, and I thought that was really amazing. But let me ask you this, though, and we hear this all the time, it's especially from talking to mental health experts. You know, they tell you, they can give you an insight as to what the people who feel this or who go through these challenges every day, what they feel. But I think that, you know, it, it, there's nothing more authentic than to hear from someone who actually really mm-hmm. feels with this. I mean, what would you say, how does it really feel like? Really, What does it feel like to sort of leave with, you know, um, discount challenges, right? What does it feel like to leave with mental health issues? What does it really feel like? Well, I mean, it's such a great question. And thank you for asking such a such a very honest question. And, and I wish more people would ask that because it would help people understand. One way I can answer that mm-hmm. is I always compare everything to a kitchen. And I actually have a video online where I share about this where there's a stove and there's different frying pans, and one frying pan is my anxiety, the other is my depression, the other is my anger, and the wow. other is my obsessive-compulsive disorder. And you put the ingredients from each frying pan, you pour that into a giant stock pot, and it's like a fire waiting to happen. But the hard part is I can never get out of that kitchen. I'm stuck in it all the time. Another way that I describe it is um, – is the way we feel pain. So let's just say uh, you you pinch me. You come up to me and pinch me. I don't think you're a person that would do that, but let's just say you did. You come up to me and pinch me. I, I, I might I might go, ouch, Alex, you know, why would you do that? Why would you pinch me? You know, and, and whatever, you know, okay, Alex, pinch me. But if, when, you, when you have mental health issues, if you pinch me, it feels like my body's burning. And so – you know, I, I, I compare that to us socializing. Maybe if, if we have a conversation and I perceive that, that you're not happy with something, it could trigger something within me that feels like the end, end of the world. And so that's why when it comes to people with mental health issues that sometimes, you know, you could just look at us funny or we think you look at us funny and, and the next thing you know, we're, we're, we're angry and upset with you. So I've really had to learn to talk to my therapist as, as I experience people. And also um, at night, mm-hmm. it's, it's very confusing, um, especially at night for me. I get very confused with my thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings. They're all over the place, and it becomes physically painful because it's so overwhelming, all the different thoughts in my head. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could go on and on about it, but that's, that's kind of what I go through all the time. Wow. And that must really be very painful, I, you know. And 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 it's so great that I'm having this conversation with you because you know, sometimes we can assume that we think we understand what people go through or what they're dealing with, uh, but it's not that you know we can only imagine, right? So it's uh, I think it's very important to hear for someone who gets to deal with this. And not everybody can articulate what they feel, right? It's not everyone, especially not everyone wants to talk about it. And so it's really great to have someone like you who's open to educating people and letting people know that um, just share your experience and, you know, open, you know, opening the road to conversation about uh, these issues because, like we said, it's, a, it's almost like a taboo. People don't want to talk about it and people feel, you know, everyone's, you know, tiptoeing around it. And so it's great to have someone like you who's courageous enough and bold enough to share your personal experience and also educate and inspire and motivate people to, you know, get into these conversations and have these conversations and, and yeah, right? So let me, let me ask you this, and this is um, – but now living with all of this, what would you say um, 
having people around, because I can imagine, I mean, if you have to deal with all of these issues, right, what would you say is probably one of the major challenges um, or misconceptions, right, that you feel the people who, who, who are around have about mental, uh, mental health issues? I mean, what would you, feel, what, what would you say is one of the biggest uh, misconceptions, really, that people have about well, this conversation? Well, I, I think... You you know, it goes back to, I mean, I want to go back to, and thank you for sharing about your family member uh, before. I want to go back to that because Mm -hmm. one of the things that we have to remember is that we as a a society, all of us in every country, we are Mm -hmm. tribal people. And by tribal people, Mm -hmm. we do best in groups. And when somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like they are part of the group, if they're acting differently, Mm -hmm. we want them out of the group. And a lot of times it's because it's a threat. And so what, I, what I've seen as a big problem for people like myself and others is that you might not want to become my friend or talk to me because you think I'm unsafe because I'm unstable. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest mm-hmm. misconception that someone who has mental health issues or is mentally ill is unstable. You know, that, that's not always mm. the case. That, and, and actually the likelihood of, someone with mental illness being violent is actually much lower than someone without mental illness. Like we're more likely to have a crime mm-hmm. committed against us um, statistically. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what I find is that a lot of people don't know what to do. They're, they don't know how to interact with me. So if, again, if you and I became friends, I would say to you, look, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe when you call me to go hang out with a group on Friday night, I just don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not because, I, I don't mm-hmm. like you. It's just because I'm in pain and I need to be with myself. And you might have to grow to understand that with me and say, well, that's just how my kids are. Mm-hmm. okay. And so I think it's really important to remember that people who are struggling with mental illness are people. We are people, too. Mm-hmm. And we need love just like everyone else. So don't treat us differently. Wow, that's you know, wow, and that 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 totally just you know makes a lot of sense because there are people who just assume that I can't be around this person because this person might be unsafe or is unstable, and I'm 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 worried that this person might hurt me, right? So um, rather than we stay away from them, we should be able to rally around them and show them support and love and uh, and understanding. I think that's you know the, probably the most important part, understanding. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. But you know what, Mike? I feel like we need a little bit of. Um, how about we take a quick musical break, right? Sure. And uh, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Now this song is maybe it's probably one of my most favorite songs, my most played song on the show. I know, but this is maybe by Peter Kelly. And Peter Kelly was a guest on this show sometime last year in. August and was it September? I'm not really sure. And also, he was part of our first anniversary celebration. And so, yes, this is Maybe by Peter Kelly. We'll be back. Enjoy. Maybe I'm someone. Maybe I'm nobody's. Special at all. A good son or somebody's best friend or invisible. Maybe I'm growing. Maybe I've already passed my prime. Maybe I'm looking for some place to hide. 
Welcome back from that musical break. Welcome back. Hi. Yes. Hi. Thank you for that nice music. I think that went well with what we were talking about. Yes, it went it went along with it, right? And you know, just thinking about uh, the song and what the song talks about, it maybe I, I'm sure that uh, maybe I'm not sure, but I'm I'm, I'm assuming that uh, you know those who you know when you you probably question yourself, you know, sometimes and ask yourself. Um, maybe you're not good enough. What is it? What are those questions? I mean, what are the conversations that go in your head? You know, what are the things that you ask yourself and you question sometimes when you're having an episode or you're dealing, you know, you're not feeling too well? Or uh, what is it that you're thinking at the time? I mean, can you give us a little insight to the conversation that you have with yourself sometimes? Awesome. And, And I just want to say again, Alex, I absolutely Love your questions, and I hope your listeners are getting something from this because this mm-hmm. is this is really powerful. Sometimes when I am in a really bad place, I think I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. I I think that I mm-hmm. deserve to die. I I I wonder why uh, life, God, my higher power would do this to me to to have to torture me mm-hmm. with, with the pain that I feel, and it's just really it's horrible. And I feel like there's no hope. I'm never going to have happiness. And it's just no hope. So it's a really, really bad place to get to. And the weird thing is, going back mm-hmm. to what we were talking about before, is if you met me on the street, mm-hmm. I'd probably come off as a normal person. And a lot of people say to me that, you know, mm-hmm. because I speak uh, English very well and I do a lot of work mm-hmm. around, around the world, that I appear successful. Mm-hmm. So they can't see my mental health issues. And the reality mm-hmm. is, to all of you listening, you cannot see if someone has mental health issues. It could be someone that you work with that you think is a nice, normal person living a good life. They could be struggling in pain privately. And that's why it's important to make this a normal conversation that we talk about on an everyday basis mm-hmm. like you would a common cold, right? We don't talk, you know, it's not a big secret if you, you, you come, you, you're coughing with a cold, you know, you tell everybody, hey, I have a cold, sorry, you know, and, and you go and live your mm-hmm. life. So I think that's where we need to get with mental mm-hmm. health. Wow, and you did say something, you know, that um, this is something that you can actually tell just by looking at someone, you know, looking at, you know, on their face. And that happens a lot because, again, speaking about my own relative, I mean, if you look at her, she's a good-looking woman. You can't really tell if there's anything wrong. You understand? And so, um, except those who are in the family that we know this, and that's true. And it also brings to mind, um, what's his name, the very popular actor that died, Robbie Williams, if I'm correct. Um, Mike, are you there? Hi, Mike. Are you there? No, sorry, yes. Yeah, you say the, the, the actor Robbie Williams, right? Robert Williams, you know, and it was, you know, very difficult, I mean, when we heard that he had committed suicide, and I mean, it was shocking for a lot of fans who think, oh my God, we just assumed he was just this really happy person, right, because he would do a lot of comedy, and he was making people happy and making people laugh, and people just assumed that he was also happy, and nobody understood that, you know, in private, he was dealing with issues and probably hated his life, and, you know, and so you do say something that's very important here, and that's that this conversation needs to keep happening because a lot of the times we may miss the signs, um, you know, that um, somebody might be struggling with some of these challenges. But, you know, talking about signs now and, you know, for someone like, you know, how can you tell, right, since this isn't something that can easily be, you know, I mean, how can you 
what are the signs, what are the giveaway signs that somebody might be struggling with mental health challenges? I mean, now this is talking about, you know, this is you from an insider, being an insider. I mean, some of the things that you deal with, what could be one of those things that we could recognize when we see maybe a family or a friend, someone who seems to, well, how can we tell that this person might be struggling with an issue and that we might need to rally around this person? Oh, there, there, there's so many different warning signs. And truth be told, mm-hmm. even when I go over some of these, you, you're going to say, well, you know, that could be just, you know, any anyone. And, and, and particularly mm-hmm. the one that's probably the most common issue is a thing called depression. And, you know, depression mm-hmm. is it's a really, really, really tough thing to diagnose and to see because a lot of people aren't even aware that they have depression. But one of the things that I found um, that's a common symptom of someone um, dealing with stuff is maybe difficulty concentrating, remembering details, and making Mm -hmm. decisions. I mean, that happens to all of us Mm -hmm. sometimes. But if a person is constantly in a place where they're confused. um, Also, a simple one is fatigue. Uh, and decreased energy, mm-hmm. just never having energy for things. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, okay. your, your your physical health is that. The other thing is simply taking care of themselves. A lot of times, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. Some days I skipped my shower that day because I was feeling a little bit lazy. Mm-hmm. But it's really important to mm-hmm. notice if someone is regularly not bathing and taking care of themselves, there might be something mm-hmm. uh, deeper going on. And another one is loss of interest in activities that, you know, seem like they were part of the person's life. Now, again, any of these can mean Mm -hmm. the person is just in a bad mood. And, again, I'm not a uh, mental health professional like a psychiatrist or Mm -hmm. psychologist, so I Mm -hmm. encourage you to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, always look at different websites they have. But the thing is to start becoming aware. Another one is if somebody had a major change in their life, a major trauma, maybe you lost a family Mm -hmm. member recently or or lost a job, that Mm -hmm. is actually not necessarily a symptom, but that could lead mental health issues. So if you know someone who's been through something recently, it's important that you're just regularly hanging out with them, giving them support, checking in on them, mm-hmm. and being there for them. Sure. Amazing. And you did say something, uh, and, and I understand that. I mean, you're not a, a mental health uh, uh, ex- professional in terms of you, you know, a psychiatrist or you know, a psychologist or any, anything like that. But, you know, it's also great to get your perspective because you're um, you deal with these issues every day. So, I mean, it's great to have uh, first-person accounts or um, insight, if for, for lack of a better word, insight as to what really happens. Again, because yeah. a lot of the times people don't want to share, but they want to talk about this, you know, want to share. And sometimes I get concerned. You do say something, depression. I mean, and when people start to become reclusive or when they start to you know, stay away from family or friends, or they don't want to do anything. And like you said, yes, it could be a sign of something else. But then if this goes on, or if you have one or more of all of this, then this could be um, maybe a sign that, you know, we need to check in on this person or we need to rally around this person or show this person support. And sometimes it could just be the start of something else that could always come back to this. So any which way, you know, we need to be um, – uh, for lack of a better word, you know, be attentive, right, uh, yes. and look out for those who are close to us. Uh, but, you know, talking about, now let's talk about stigma, because um, we know that this is a conversation, um, people, a lot of people are prejudiced, and um, there's always that 
reaction and behave, you know, way that people behave to those who have mental issues. And, and you know, even here in Africa, right, sometimes, you know, they, you can think of some of the things that people probably would say, you know, sometimes they used to target and think it's a spiritual issue. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's, there's just all sorts of things, you know, that people would say. But um, talking about those who deal with this and who manage this fear, and, and, and so many people are listening to our conversation, by the way, and a lot of people are going to be empowered by what we're sharing today because for those, you know, you're doing something really amazing. That's you being bold enough to come out and talk about this. Now, for those who deal with mental um, uh, health challenges every day and who deal with stigma, who for some reason can't, um, build relationships because people are constantly talking about them or avoid them or don't want to be around them. How, what ways can they turn that stigma around and turn it into some sort of strength, right, and use it positively to motivate themselves to get better? Um, and I know this is an area that you are, you know, it's a specialty for you because you're an expert in yeah. about how to turn stigma to strength. So what are the ways that people can, you know, what are the first steps that people can take? Well, what I had to learn the hard way, and I've seen other people who've been successful do this, and, and I figured out a way to basically put it into words, is that you have to get to a point where you realize that the stigma is not outside of you, it's within you. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's oh, wow. okay. judging yourself first. And you, it, it, it's mm-hmm. tough. It's very tough. Just like what I just said right there, again, uh, those of you that are listening, that's a lot of stuff to take in right there, but yes, even if other people are out there talking about me and, and I feel judged, I had to get to a point where I realized that I was judging myself and I needed to stop that. And so that's yeah. really the first major step. And the way you do that is by starting to take care of yourself better. And for a lot of us who struggle, mm-hmm. we're not very good with taking care of ourselves. And a simple thing by taking care of yourself could be exercise. Getting sun every mm-hmm. day. A lot of times we live in a world where people mm-hmm. are stuck on their mobile devices. They don't go out with people. Mm-hmm. And again, go back to what I said before earlier, we are tribal people. We like to be in a group together. So even if you're an introvert listening to this, you, you still need to be out in groups with people. So I think it's important that those of us who are struggling to transform the stigma, we do that within ourselves first and eventually the world will start to change around us. And I saw this in my own life. When I started to accept myself and even get to the point where I told myself, Alex, that I got mental illness and I'm sexy because of it. It makes me sexy. I <laughs> made it a point to start to feel good about myself. And guess what? People around me started to say, Mike, I like you. Can you tell me more about your mental illness? And it became a normal thing in my life. So the thing is, I made it normal with me. It's not going to be something that just changes out in the world for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love something you said. You know, and that's it. You know, I'm all about having conversations and dealing, you know, just taking, just being honest and authentic about things, you know, whatever issues you are, whether they're challenges or something that is a floor, and that's something that I, I advocate a lot about. And we all deal with challenges one way or another. It might not be your mental health issue. It could be your financial issue. It could be, you know, career. It could be dealing with a loved one. It could be loss. It could be anything. Or it could be any other form of, you know, health uh, challenge. And every day we're all dealing with issues, and we're not, you know, 
uh, and it's unfortunate that we live in a society where people really just judge people. But I'm all about just being bold about it and just saying, you know what, this is this is me. You know, this is the issues that I have, and this is my flaws. But hell no, I'm not going to let that take me down. You know, I'm going to be fierce about it. And I'd like something that you said. You said you have mental issues, but I'm sexy, and you know, <laughs> and I think that's so cute, really. Uh, but you did say something that was very important, and that is having this conversation. You know, talking about it and you know, trying to get out more often and be around people so that you can uh, get some sort of support. But let me ask you this, Don Mike. Um, can you, I mean, how, how have people been in terms of um, your your recovery and your healing? I mean, what has it been like, you know, just having, do you feel like you have, like, is there, like, a support system? Like, do you have, like, a, yeah. a good support system? Okay. Well, yes, yes, I do, and, and actually, it's I'm so grateful for this whole conversation, Alex. Thank you again. And one of the things I'm doing is creating checklists and uh, even a workbook mm-hmm. on on how to take care of yourself. Just checklists, and that uh, mm-hmm. my checklist mm-hmm. includes going to therapy every week. It includes exercising okay. every day. It includes making mm-hmm. time to be with my friends every week for a few hours. And I have to be intentional mm-hmm. about it. And that's the key word. It's not mm-hmm. just like you could try doing this stuff next week and everything's going to be better in mm-hmm. your life. No. This mm-hmm. has to become a habit. But what I have found is when I force myself to do these things, everything, not only my mental health gets better, but just how I feel about my issues. And I've got, again, emails. Sure. i got to return to people who want to hang out with me. I tell it to everybody mm-hmm. and it's Okay. And so I'm, I'm promising those of you that are listening that, yes, you might have people around you if you're struggling with something that you might think will judge you, but you have to feel good about you first. It starts with you. It's completely on you. You know, and and that's amazing. You know, I was going through that checklist, and I hope that, you know, the listeners got that. Um, and it's important that you – have a date, every, you know, every week, you know, you have to go see, you know, your, you, know, you have to go see a counselor or a psychologist or, you you know, go see a mental health expert. And it's great that, I mean, you can have a conversation with someone who totally understands what you're going through and can talk you through whatever issues that you're having for the week or whatever it is. Or at least you feel like you're starting your week positively, that you have all of this, you know, this personal one-on-one with this person. And then you get to hang out with your friends as well. And, and being in, you know, being outside and being in, you know, in those stuff kind of just puts, pivot puts your mind's perspective. But you said something, and going back to the conversation that we had just before uh, the other one, you did say something about that sometimes the, you know, the, the stigma, you know, it's inside of you, not outside of you. And that's very true because a lot of the times we're judging ourselves, you know, and you did say something when I asked you what was a bad, what a bad day really looks like and how you felt. And you did say, you know, you sometimes you think you're not good enough, you need to die, you need to. And so a lot of the times people are feeling that way about themselves because they feel like they're not good enough to exist. They feel like they cannot be happy and no one's going to care about them and no one's going to like them. And all of the time we're judging ourselves. And it's you know, that judgment that we're giving to ourselves is extending to how other people feel about us. And, and something you said reminded me of something, you know, reminded me of something that I also went through. Uh, it, you know, I remember when I got divorced, and especially here in Africa, uh, 
that's something that, I mean, there's a stigma around that, that, oh, you're, you know, you're a single parent now. You know, you have this little child, and why did your marriage work, you know, and all of that. And you, especially when you're out there and the media is writing about you and everybody's talking about you, and it kind of seems like, you know, you know, you're the first person on earth to be single. But the truth is, I remember when my family would um, – Sort of cover it up and go. Oh, you know, she's fine. Her husband is great. He's, you know, he's he traveled or something. And they would always do that to sort of protect my 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 image or maybe just a family name. And I realized that I was starting to ask, you know, and you know, I would say to myself, oh, maybe nobody's going to fall in love with me again, or maybe I'm not going to get married again, or maybe I'm not going to find, a, you know, someone who's good enough for my child, and all of those things. And you're judging yourself and judging yourself based on society's standards, and that hurts you. And not until the moment I was able to come out to say, you know what, yes, I'm single. I'm not the first to be, you know, and, you know, I've learned lessons. I know what happened. I'm this and that. This is me and accept it. And the moment I started writing about it and talking about it on my blog and all of that, I started to feel better about myself and people stopped, you know, talking about it, right? So I, I agree when you say that you're having these conversations. First of all, you understanding that you're the one who's, you know, the stigma is really inside, and you're the one who's judging yourself first. I mean, if you feel good about yourself and you present yourself, you know, the way, you know, in the, in the positive way, everyone else, somehow people are just going to have to accept that, you know, there's mm-hmm. something amazing about you, irrespective of whatever your issues are. So if you believe that you're sexy, like, you know, like Mike said, it's just, if you believe that, you know, these issues are just, you know, normal issues that you deal with every day, then people are going to have to learn to accept that about you. And, and I think that that's really, really important, especially for those, you know, not just those, but also the family of those and friends of these people, you know, people who deal with these issues every day. Because um, I can imagine, I can only imagine, you know, what, how tough and how difficult it is. But we keep talking about how tough it is. Let me ask you this. What is a good day like? What does a good day look like for you? Oh, man, a good day. We we do have those, too, by the way, for those of you that are listening. It's not just bad days. You know, and that's the thing I want to say, that for those of us that struggle, not every day is a bad day. Some people do have it where every single day is a bad day. But for me, a lot of times a good day is typically where I get, get up early, get to do my exercise early and my meditation, and I just have really nice interactions with people, and I'm not experiencing thoughts that are just getting me emotional and angry and, and aggressive mm-hmm. within myself. And, and it's like mm-hmm. the days when my brain just takes a break and says, Mike, it's cool. Just I'll, I'm going to enjoy the day. So I really like those days. Um, typically, you know, the, I, I, I'd say about 50, 60% of the time I'm having good days, you know, and, and that's, that's good. That's actually better than a lot of people without mental health issues. But the idea is that the good days do come, but, because I'm taking care of myself, the bad days are not as bad as they used to be. I had a rough day today. But you know what? I knew that I was going to be talking on your show this evening. And knowing that was the one thing I was looking forward to. It's like, okay, well, everything else ain't going good, but you know what? I'm going to be in, in Nigeria, <laughs> not, not physically, but, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and, and I hope to be one day physically. But, it, you know, tonight, and that was really, really exciting for me and really helped me get through my depression today. 
Wow, great. And I'm so happy. You know, I'm so happy. I'm so happy having you here on the show, Mike. You know, we've had such a really great conversation talking about this, and I believe, I sincerely believe that people are totally going to be empowered, um, you know, just by everything that we've, you know, talked about and, uh, uh, you know, and you've shared on the show. But, you know, just before we let you go, and I know that we have to let you go, um, how about we take, let's just take one more, let's just take one quick break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Now, this uh, is a a quick one from uh, my guest. She was here on Wednesday, Talk Wednesday, Madeline Victoria. And uh, it's uh, He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor. I kind of love the song, and I just wanted to play it again. So we'll be back. Uh, Enjoy. Don't go anywhere.
loved me on the dance floor with Madeline Victoria. Now, I kind of wanted to end the show with a little bit of, you know, high spirit. I, I do want us to feel so low. Um, but we've been having such a great, 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 awesome time with my very special guest, Mike Venny, uh, who's joining me live all the way from New York uh, in the U.S. And it's just such an you know, awesome conversation having him all the way here in Nigeria. And yes, it's all the way in Nigeria, no matter how you look at it. His, you know, this show has been broadcast here in Africa, and there's so many people listening. And I do have a question from um, one of the listeners who sent in a message. Uh, but, you know, it's great, guys. And, and if you know anyone who missed this conversation, if you're just joining us, don't forget that. You know, the archive shows are available here 24-7. So, yes, don't forget you have to share this conversation with everyone and anyone because uh, we are having such an empowering conversation today on the show. Um, hi, Mike. Hi. Hi, Mike. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome hi. back. <laughs> okay, I, I, and I know that we have to let you go very soon. We'll be talking for quite a while. I'm sure you probably didn't even realize this has been more than an hour already. But uh, just before I let you go, I do have a question from one of our listeners, but I do also have a question to ask you. I, do, I, I, I know that you're a drummer. And, uh, I mean, you also have been using your music somehow to you know, sort of empower people and give people hope. But have you been inculcating your drumming and your, you know, your, your creative skills as a, as a professional drummer um, with, uh, you know, mental health? Has that been helping you? You know, has drumming sort of, you know, added oh, any, maybe easier uh, to deal with? Or, you know, what is, how have you been merging the two? Absolutely, and and I'm speaking now, and I know people from around the world are listening, but to the people in Nigeria, drumming, you know, mm-hmm. we all know what it does mm-hmm. for the soul, and and drumming really mm-hmm. just helps me. There there are a few points during our interview today, I'll be totally honest with you, where I was hoping you weren't mm-hmm. going to say anything to me because I had my sticks in my hand, my drumsticks, and I was tapping lightly <laughs> on my drum pad, and I'm like, hoping mm-hmm. you weren't going to say, hey, there's just some noise in the background, but you know, the drumming for me is, is I a did beautiful... hear that. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, no, I, I did. <laughs> to anyone that heard tapping in the background, no, that was me drumming. So I, I apologize if it was okay. a little bit annoying. I, I just I, I needed to do it because it, it helps calm me down. It really, really does. And I really encourage people to find whatever it is that they can to express themselves through the arts, especially. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. And it's great to know that, I mean, you use that too. I would have said, I know you're probably no plan for this, because I would have said, oh, do you want to do something, do a little drumming? Um, I wish I knew how to drum, though. I think I tried to experiment with that when I was in high school or something. That, that didn't really work out very well. But, um, you know, I, I know that this isn't planned. So I would have said, oh, would you like to, you know, just leave a little, you know, tap tap or something, since you have the sticks in your hands and you have your drum there. Do you think you can oh, try? Oh, yeah, no. hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I'll get my, my stick, my okay. other stick. And, and so now the noise is going to be, uh, yeah, let's see here. I, I don't know how much you can hear. And, and we'll get to that, that person's question in a moment. I promise you, we haven't forgotten about you with the mm-hmm. question here. But w- what I like to do is I play with sticks. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's me drumming. Ah, lovely. That's nice. And, you know, there's something really nice about that, right? And we truly, we truly understand drums, especially here in Africa. I mean, Nigeria, that's probably one of, you know, the percussion is is an instrument that we, 
really understand very well here. So believe me, um, that was that was really great. That's uh, that's a lovely skill that you have, and it's good that you're using your music as well to influence people and give people hope. And um, yeah, so you know the question. Um, one of our listeners sent in a, a question, uh, and uh, this one is um, from uh, Joseph Ulujimi. And Joseph is saying, hi, Mike. Uh, first of all, congrats to you for being so bold and for being able to talk about your situation. It is nice to know that there are people who are not afraid to be themselves. Well done on that, man. Um, I'd like to ask you a question, though. What has been the major challenge dealing or managing your mental health. Okay. Um, I know you did talk about that, so maybe he kind of came in a little bit late in the conversation. Um, but he, he, just, he just asked, what has been the major challenge dealing or managing your mental health? I think, I think the biggest challenge for me is being consistent with taking care mm-hmm. of myself. And when I'm consistent okay. with taking care of myself, Things are great, but sometimes when I fall off, oh, it's a problem. So the biggest mm-hmm. challenge is that. that. That's a great question, Joseph. Thank you. And, you know, it's something that I'm glad we're repeating it again. Whether you are struggling mm-hmm. or whether you have a family member or friend who is struggling, it's important that everyone take care of themselves. It's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and, that's, and that's true because um, that could be, I mean, taking care of yourself is probably the first uh Step or most, probably the most important step, really, actually, to managing your mental health. So taking care of yourself, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, uh, 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 Mike, and just before, but let me ask you this now, and, you know, just for those who are, what questions, right, do people need to ask themselves about um, just how to start getting involved in, um, in healing? or getting better or in recovery? I mean, what are the questions? Are there any questions people need to ask themselves or ask about the people around them, you know, just to get them towards, you know, better recovery or towards having these sort of conversations? What are the, you know, any final words on that, really, before we wrap this up? Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, great, great question again. One, one question I want all of your listeners out there listening to keep in mind, whether you mm-hmm. – feel like you are struggling or, or not. You know, you just might be listening to this mm-hmm. in your car or in, in your home. How mm-hmm. am I feeling? The simple question of okay. how am I feeling? And asking that to yourself, mm-hmm. you will start to get in touch with yourself, and that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You might not have an answer. It might feel very frustrating. It might mm-hmm. make you upset to ask that, but it will start mm-hmm. helping you learn about yourself and develop a better relationship with yourself. Awesome, and that is really true. The only, you know, the most important question is to ask: How are you feeling? How are you feeling with yourself? And, and that's, you know, and that's not a question that a lot of people are usually very honest with when it comes to answering them. Because I know that a lot of times when you bump into someone, you, and that's and that's the truth. Because you bump into someone, someone you go, "Oh, how? How are you?" And you know, the natural thing is to go, "I'm fine." But sometimes you're not even fine, right? Yeah, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah. I'm doing great. Exactly. You know, that, that's a natural answer. It's almost like we're all on autopilot. Like, we just say, yeah, I'm great. I'm fine. How are you? But then you have to think really hard. Am I fine? No, I'm not fine. I'm angry. I'm, you know, broke. I'm upset. I'm 
feeling frustrated. And so maybe if we all try to answer those questions, maybe authentically or honestly, maybe we'll be dealing with a lot of the issues that we have. Because half the time people just go, oh, yes, it's okay. So you right. can say something I, that's true. And maybe that's maybe, that, right? No, I totally, I, I absolutely, I love that you just said that. And again, I'm sorry for going over time here a little, but I just want to say something to that. What you just said, Alex, is so important for your listeners out there. You get to be honest with, with yourself when you ask it. You can't just hide behind, I'm doing mm. good with yourself. You don't have mm. to say it out loud. You can mm. ask it in your head. You can do it in the bathroom mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. in the shower. It will really, mm-hmm. really create a new connection with yourself. And I agree. And that is a place that I, you know, I agree because that's something that I do with myself. Even, you know, just every day, like, how are you feeling today? Yeah, and there are days, you know, it's not a perfect day. But somehow I'm able to um, feel great about my day. You know, not great, but I, you know, I'm, I'm able to deal with my day because I have this sort of conversation with myself. And, and so it's very important to be honest with yourself because that's one person you really don't want to lie to, like you said. So if you ask yourself, how am I feeling today? I'm not feeling great. Um, maybe that might help you sort of seek. I mean, first of all, you become um, clear. There's some sort of clarity when you have that sort of conversation with yourself because you um, – make a certain discovery, and that might help you sort of um, decide or, you know, find a solution for how you manage that day or how you manage that feeling or whatever it is that you're going through at the time. So I think that's a really great, great, you know, important um, um, thing that uh, people must learn or must try to do, which is to be honest mm-hmm. with yourself and ask themselves every day, how are you feeling? Uh, you know what, Mike, it's been a pleasure talking to you and having you on the show. Honestly, I'm so I'm totally, totally so pumped that we had such a great conversation. Um, but, you know, just before, you know, you leave, um, how, how can people connect with you? I and mean, where can people find, where can people find you? Um, how can sure. they, you know, get in touch with you? I know that you, I know that you, uh, you're the founder of TransformingStigma.com. So what happens there? You know, talk, tell us a little bit about where people can connect with you. Sure. Transforming. Yeah, transformingstigma.com is my home online. You can go there. You can watch a ton of videos. I have a lot of videos of me speaking on different subjects around mental mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot mm-hmm. of times when people go there, they spend a lot of time. So it's not just a quick site you go visit. Mm-hmm. You can go hang out there. The other mm-hmm. thing that I have on there is a resources page for all of you listening. And it has phone mm-hmm. numbers, hotlines that you can call that are free, mm-hmm. that you can talk to someone if you're mm-hmm. going through a tough time. It has uh, resources mm-hmm. on where to find a therapist, even if you're in Nigeria, different things that you can look into. Okay. So I really encourage everyone okay. to go in there, and you can also check out my blog on there. So that's transformingstigma.com. Great, 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 great. And yes, they can just click on the show link. Uh, you'd see there, it will take you straight to his website, transformingstigma.com. Mike, it's been such an amazing pleasure having you here on this show. I would love for you to come back again, really. Uh, I would, we can have a roundtable uh, conversation. <laughs> no, absolutely. Any time, I would love to again. And thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you know, it's a pleasure. I would love to bring you back again. Um, I do have a couple of people in my head, and they've been, um, you know, that we would have a roundtable conversation, you and a few other guests, and we can talk so much more about mental health and, you know, a whole lot more about subjects and issues, you know, related to this. So it's been a pleasure, and I'm so honored to have you join me live here on this show. And I 
you know, wish you, wish you well, I hope that you have uh, an, an amazing holiday, an amazing week. I don't know if you're celebrating Easter, but I wish you an amazing weekend, um, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Okay, guys. Uh, well, that was such an amazing conversation with my very special guest, uh, Mike Benny, and it was really interesting to have Mike here on the show. You know, sharing his personal experience, but not just his personal, also sharing great, amazing insights for how you can start to take care of your own um, mental health, really, and how you can uh, start to chip. Like I said, take care of your own mental health and, and, and turn turn that stigma really into strength. And it's been such an amazing conversation. We talked about quite a lot of stuff. Now, guys, don't forget, ABC is live now. Yes. Uh, my community, Alex and Black Community, is live, and you guys can go on there and become a member. Um, there's also the Naked Bliss Academy. We're launching the Naked Bliss Academy, and you're going to get resources to amazing, amazing um collaborators and tutors from around the world, amazing guest experts on the, uh, you know, who some of them who have been on my show and people who have been connecting with, who are going to be sharing and helping you acquire new skills, right, and expanding your mind as well as reinventing yourself. So, guys, for a lot of people, and I've been getting a lot of questions, what are the things that you're interested in? Are you trying to find a platform for yourself? Are you trying to find your brand message? Are you trying to gain skills on podcasting or branding? Whatever it is, and, and, and share, and self-development and self-improvement, well, you can get on to www.alexacurgy.com because we've got a great, 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 great community for where people, both individuals and groups, can come together, collaborate, interact, express, interact, contribute, uh, what else, and influence one another. So um, it's been an amazing Good Friday and uh, a Friday radio special. Um, so I come back same time next week on the Naked Talk. And I guess I'm going to be joining one of my very special, amazing, amazing guests on the show. He's a Nigerian celebrity, very popular actor and an intellectual. And I can't wait to have Chidi Motemi here with me next week on the show. So um, it's been an amazing week. I wish you all a happy Easter and an amazing uh, holiday. I'll talk to you next week till we come back same time next week. Don't forget that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness, and you need not apologize for being who you really are. I love you for listening. Ciao. It's unscripted. It's unfiltered. It's uncaught. Damn and censored. It's unscripted. Talk with Alex Okorosu.